Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at <laughs> I've not got monkeypox, uh, but I have got a real love, a deep love for the Luke and Pete show. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, right, mate. How, How you, you doing? I'm it's pretty good. It's a Thursday. It's, it's Thursday, uh, which means lots of things. Uh, but it is the 9th of June. What's happened on the 9th of June? Let's find out, shall we? June 9th holidays. Just typing into the website I use. It's National. What? Don't do it. Don't, I can't do it. I used to be able to do it. That's quite good. <laughs> it's quite good. Can't do it. It's, no, it's actually quite good. I'm, I'm actually very surprised. I'm pleasantly yeah. surprised. I think it's Les Paul's birthday as well. Battle an owl. I'll do noises for everything. National Sex Day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's your monkey pox noise. <laughs> and uh, Johnny Depp. Johnny okay. Depp's birthday as well. Let's, yeah. let's say it's about not that. Not do the noises that you Yeah. Um, Peter, um, I watched a really good documentary the other day, which I know you're going to roll your eyes about. Um, yes. It was called Sherpa. Have you seen it? Sherpa. It's on Netflix. Sherpa. Yeah. Sherpa. Yeah. What's it about? Sherpas. Okay then. Do you know what Sherpas are? Yeah, little fellas who uh, help you up a mountain. <laughs> Don't say that. They're well, an ethnic group. I know. Anyway, it was all about the um particularly uh devastatingly difficult two years on Everest where lots of people died because there was ice slips and, right, okay. and earthquakes and all that kind of stuff. And I I I find it astonishing that that sort of thing is still allowed. In a what do you mean? modern world, what like people needing help using a, a, a you know like you say an ethnic group, a particular ethnic group to get. Up oh, but it's, it, but it's a big part of the of the Nepalese economy. Like yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, yeah. it's a. I think it's seen as quite yeah, an honourable like really a job. Fucking dangerous though, isn't it though? Yes, it's really dangerous, and it's just to to you know have but, people from the west going. I climbed up this big fucking mountain. Put on my Instagram, brilliant. It, it's a massive industry now. Uh, like, have you seen? Have you seen those photos of the um, the, literally like the traffic jams of people waiting yeah. their turn to get up onto the top of Everest? It's mad, isn't it? It's crazy. It's Absolutely like crazy. Uh, a lesser situation, but like Mount Fuji. Climbing Mount Fuji is not fun. It's just you're just behind old people because it's not particularly testing uh, not, no? testing route. Um, if it's certainly uh, on on season and with certain uh, routes, um, yeah, it's just old people in front of you all the, the time. This documentary was interesting because it's all about the kind of geopolitics between Nepal and Taiwan. Yes, so you can't go up the other side of Everest because of Taiwan. It's Chinese make cause mm. problems for, for people who want to do that, so you can only go up this one way. Yeah, there's a big ice um, swell. In the, on the route which you have to go across right. which is really dangerous because it's always moving Okay, and it talk, talks about the tradition of the Sherpa people how they've been disrespected in the past um, particularly around when um, 
Sreb and Hillary's guys went up there with um, Tenzing and he didn't really get the credit he deserved. And um, how it's become a big part of the economy, the big part of tradition, how like it's such a dangerous job that a lot of the Sherpas' families don't really want them to go up there. And it's about, it's also partly about um, labour movements, about unionising, mm. and, 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 and Sherpas saying that we're not getting paid enough, this is not, this is not good enough. It, it was a really interesting documentary. And it's also really sad because, you know, there were, I think in one incident, the worst night in history on Everest, I think, was maybe around 2014, 2015, where like mm. 13 or 14 of them died in one landslip because the ice slipped down and it was really difficult to get to people to, to rescue them. It's a fascinating documentary anyway. It's well worth mm. watching. So it, uh, you say, oh, do, do you mean China rather than t- Taiwan? Because I was a bit confused there because I was like, because I, I thought it was near Bhutan. Sorry, I, Sorry I, do you mean I, China? I, I, I don't mean either of those things. I mean um, Tibet, not Taiwan. Oh, right. Okay, Sorry, cool, cool. Yeah, cool. I, 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 got, I got confused there. I got I confused like, with I'm my territories that are disputed by China. That's not the <laughs> There's a lot of them. Easily done. There's a lot of them. Yes, Tibet. Cause the other side is, is Tibet. So it's difficult for um, Western companies to, to, to run, run operations there, essentially. But you'd think that the Chinese would use that, would, would use that as a, would that not be a big thing for them financially? There's no talking to them, apparently. There's no, there's no, who knows, who knows there's no explaining them. There's yeah. no explaining them. Big yeah. Joe Biden said the other day, didn't he? A few weeks ago now, he said that um, if China get aggressive in Taiwan, we're going to get aggressive back, baby. Oh, dear. It's all, it's all being escalated. Won't someone think of the semiconductors? <laughs> Give us the bloody semiconductors. You're thinking about the semiconductors, aren't you? I'm just constantly thinking about that. I'm just constantly. I just, I just need my mining rig back, mate. Mm. I just one of my one of my radians gone down. I need my mining rig back on top. What? There's a lot of mining rigs for sale in the Essex area. I've noticed. What are a lot they? of Help just people. a load of graphics cards nailed together with the expressed and unique and single-minded quest to mine as much Bitcoin as possible. Uh, Is that what's driving the crypto. cost down? <laughs> What do you mean? As in, like the value of it? Well, it, it's clear that the energy crisis means that the energy is too expensive, and the price of Bitcoin's gone down. So then, it's no more. Uh, it, it's not. It's not in any way um, uh, financially viable to mine Bitcoin. Certainly in this country. So a lot of mining rigs that are just, as I said, five or six quite expensive graphics cards nailed together. Um, it's. It, it, they're all going on sale on Facebook Marketplace now. I look at them and go, ooh. So some people are mining them at home, just paying the energy bill. Yeah. And it and it worked for a long time. It, you know, it was, it was financially. You know, my mate did it, put it on for, you know, a few days, and 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 made a you know more like something like two hundred quid more than the energy it would cost to actually run it. How much is it? How and how? And long? he's and he's in the, and he works for uh, the uh, he works for like clean energy <laughs> initiatives in, in Britain. Name him. <laughs> I'm not going to name him. How much? How, no how long does it take to mine one bitcoin? I do not know. It, t- it takes ages. Like it would take, like um, I don't know, a few days, a month. I don't fucking know. No, because they're, know. they're worth like fifty grand a piece, aren't they? Yeah, but if you're putting in ten grand worth of energy, but you're not going to get through ten grand worth of energy in a day. You will if you've got loads of mining rigs. So yeah, it used to be viable. It's not as as viable anymore. So people are selling their their uh, Bitcoin mining rigs. Energy costs are unbelievable now. I saw I saw Martin Lewis, the money saving expert on telly. He's he's pulling his hair out and he's got none. He he said he said for the first time I've ever seen. He said, "I can't help people." Like yeah. For the first time ever, I've not been able to help you. This needs government intervention and fast, which is a really worrying thing for a lot of people. Well, Jim, well, well, before the budget, um, uh, he, Martin Lewis said that Rishi Sunak rang him. That's, Did he? Yeah. Do you, do you ever like what is happening here? What's Can- happening here? Canvas and opinion. You got. You got. I, I, Fine, but well, but it depends. I do get it, the it feeling depends. if he's ringing him saying. 
I'm, help, I'm, genu- no, I'm genuinely interested in your opinion yeah. because I think you know you've, you've got many years in the game. I don't mind it. Yeah. I don't mind that. But if he's ringing saying, "Will I get away with this?" Or not? <laughs> then that's that's different because it's bad. It's really bad, honestly. Yeah. Like the amount of the cost of living is absolutely incredible for What's people. The, now. Uh, and it's going to get worse, by the way. It's going to get worse post October. Yeah, and uh, no windfall tax. Can't be asked. Can't be asked. Yeah. It, you know what, Luke? It'll stop investment if we give them a windfall tax. It'll halt investment. Yeah. Where else are they going to invest? Like, yeah. also, don't worry about it, dickhead. Also, we've tried it this way for a long time now. <laughs> We've given them a long time. Let's try something different. Let's, yeah. We've we've tried giving them tax breaks. Yeah. Put it this it, way, right? It, and they'll just go where the money is, you prick. Why don't you try something that might stop children starving to death? <laughs> just try. Yeah. Just try not having fucking old BT telephone boxes filled with loaves of bread for people who can't fucking afford it. Well, Maybe there was, try something like that. There was talk the other day that some... People at food banks who work and volunteering at food banks, yep. and, you know, God bless them, saying that a lot of people aren't taking certain foods from food banks now because they can't even afford to cook them. Mm. So like yeah. they, they have to take the stuff that's ready to eat yeah. because they can't boil potatoes yeah. because they haven't got the they money. Can't afford it. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, and, and as ever with these kind of things, what happens is to the poorest in our societies, they're put on these fucking meters where they have to pay in advance for electricity, which of course is loads more expensive. Yeah. And once it's gone, it's gone. They yeah. just cut it. Yeah. And I used to have one of those at, at uni when I was a student. So 20 years ago, we used to have to go down to the shop and put a tenner on this fucking key. Yeah. And put it in. I had one in my last house. It was a fucking piss take. I was, I, paying, I was paying nearly fucking two grand in, in rent. And they put me on a fucking key. Fuck you. Yeah, it's bad. It's Fuck bad. you. So, so, so the, the idea being that, like, really, it should be an opportunity should be taken now for people to at least be given some fucking help. I mean, ultimately, what you got to say to these senior MPs is you got to say, what's more important to you? On your watch, people are dying, or do you want to be part of this fucking Boris Johnson death cult? Mm. You know, which is basically what yeah. it fucking is. Well, that, right? that, that's the, yeah, exactly. It's only going one way. This is the last days of fucking Rome. The 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 the, the, the Conservative Party, apparently a party that is dedicated to fiscal responsibility. Every time they get in power after ten years, the economy is fucked. Every single time, and they sort of say prevailing winds, COVID, all that shit. They always fuck the economy because they can't keep their fucking hands out of their fucking kleptocratic fucking bank accounts. They're just like fucking give me that, give me all of the money to give to all of my friends every single fucking time. And then it always happens like this. And Labour have to inherit a fucking shit show of a, a of an economy every single fucking time. And um, do you regret voting for him now? <laughs> vote for them again. I like chaos, me. <laughs> um, but Pete, also, I could do with eating less. What frustrates me as well is well is that is how cowardly Labour Party are. Yeah, they're too scared to say anything mm. because they say that they, they, oh, if I say something, it might poll badly. Mm. Listen, it don't get worse than this. You're not, no one you're not playing, vote you in anyway. You're not playing the game that they're playing. No, it's a different game. You can, they can do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, you're criticised for having a curry. Yeah. Like, it's a ve- <laughs> you can have a picture of the Prime Minister with a fucking bottle of vodka swinging around with his knob out. He can do that. You can't do fuck all. That's so they're playing- from you. <laughs> <laughs> See, they're playing a different game. So don't worry about what fucking polls. Just fucking get angry. So I, I know a couple of people who are uh, advisors in the Labour Party. right? So I know- Want the Prime Minister? Yeah. <laughs> and don't talk like this. I know I know them quite well. And I, and I always say, and I've been, I've had beers with them, I've seen them quite a lot. And um, they'll say stuff like about, you know, the poll in this, the poll in that. And I'm sitting there thinking, oh, I don't know. What's the worst that can happen? People still won't fucking vote for you. <laughs> Do something. Do something. What the, you know? I've been working on my Keir Star. What the Prime Minister? He's yeah. a bit nasal. Do the Prime Minister. And that's going to kill him. Stop it. People won't vote for him because of that. 
You reckon? Nah, he's, uh, got, he's got all the qualifications yeah. possible. If, yeah. if you if you lined him up against Boris Johnson about qualifications, experience, mm. intelligence, integrity, all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. he wins. Yeah, and everything he wins, mm-hmm. and it's not even close. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, it's about different things to that. Yeah, and um, it's obviously when you're incumbent, it's very hard to be kind of removed. But the problem with Keir Starmer is he doesn't he doesn't seem normal enough. It's, it's almost like the Ed Miliband thing. But no, I think Ed Miliband is quite normal. And I, I mm-hmm. think since he's been um, post all that leadership thing, and I know he's still an MP now, he's actually a shadow cabinet minister now, and he does that podcast, which I think is actually very good. He comes across as actually quite a nice guy. Mm. But you are going to be absolutely filleted for fun mm. by the media, by the press yeah. in this country, who are, for the large part, fucking disgraceful. And anything you get that makes you out to look not be normal, you're finished. But Forget it. So the reason why uh, the Tories in power are, in my opinion, the uh, culture war that our dads like. like it's, it's dads liking the culture not war. Not my dad. Not your dad. Yeah. Right, my my no, dad's no, not no. like that. Okay, all right. Well, most of our dads. Yeah. Um, what he needs to do is sort of lean into the other stuff that dads like. Yes. Caravans, uh, rockeries. Yes. Have yes. Re- be really opinionated about azaleas and, um, and you know, how, how to correctly um, uh, maintain... Uh, a classic car or something. I'll tell you, the best thing Keir Starmer could do now, mm. on that note, is mm. become best friends with Jeremy Clarkson. <laughs> Isn't it? But he would, Clarkson would probably skew Labour, but he's a fucking dribbling right-wing maniac. No, but the thing with Clarkson, he's more an interesting case now. Have you watched that Clarkson's farm thing? But that's all just PR. He's PRing himself. You know for a fact what he is and what is a PR. Well, Remember his columns for like 30 years? Yeah, but that's... It's, on Clarkson's farm, my take is that he actually does... He does. He does actually support quite a lot of work. This is the. Th- so I'm not making myself clear, but this is the very, very interesting thing. This version of the Conservative Party are nothing to do with what people would say Conservative values are. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. for example, a traditional working class Tory like a John Major mm. or a traditional farming Conservative, a Conservative is also a farmer, probably has nothing in common with this current iteration of the Tory Party. And Jeremy Clarkson's tapping into that original Tory thing with his farming stuff. Yeah. But he's also showing like interest in the environment and all that kind of thing. Yeah. Which is a burgeoning movement. Like People who are naturally conservative, there's a lot of them now who do actually care about the environment. That's becoming like a much more interesting uh, trope. Anyway, anyway, mm. that's, that's enough of that. Um, I want to hear what you want us to talk about before we start the show today, which is about scallops. So I'm doing a Luke and Pete show pivot, and I'm going to make you talk about scallops. Would the Prime Minister do it like Keir Starmer? Eat a scallop. I would. I love scallops. For scallop. tea. I love scallops. You buy, oh. you're, you're one of the few people I know who buy them from the supermarket and cook them at home. Yeah. I've never once had a scallop at home. Yeah, but you just, but you're not eating good scallops. You're eating, like, it's frequently frozen cast scallops, but, but like just fucking banging them in there. Oh. They're like little sweets, aren't frozen, they? They're like little, little delicious sweets. Um... So these um, these fishermen uh, a little while ago uh, discovered something very interesting. I don't know how they, I don't know how they discovered it, actually um, an accidental discovery that uh, scallops love disco lights. Scallops have got a bit of me in them. Yeah. They love an indie disco. Yeah, they're down there at the bottom of the sea, you know, grabbing plankton or bits of grit or whatever the fuck they eat uh, down the bottom there. Um, if you have your little uh, lobster box down the bottom. And there happens to be a disco light in there, flashing away, little LEDs. But why have they, they come across I don't know how they come across this. I don't know how they come across how, how, how it uh, happened. Um, they're really attracted to LED lights. Um, actually, so actually, the lights were in there to attract crabs. So crabs what like are they lights doing too. I don't know. It just seems that the, the crabs are attracted to the lights. But they managed to get so many more scallops than they managed to get uh, crabs right. into, the, into, the, into the pots. Um and and so scallops can have up to two hundred eyes, which is mental. 
yeah. uh, were more attracted to the LED lights. It says that one of the fishermen said it's like a scallop disco, illuminate the trap and they come in. It's astonishing that no one has discovered this before. It's quite an exciting find. So these uh, set of fishermen, British fishermen, I believe, <laughs> uh, they've uh, they've set up their their, their pots and stuff with um, with like disco lights, flashing disco lights, and the scallops are just like, what's that over there? Um, num, 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 do you num, feel num, bad that the scallops are being tricked? Yes. Yeah, I yeah. do. I watched that. And, uh, is it and underhand? I, I felt bad, and I said to my partner, I said, I don't know, it's and this is really depressing. So there's a video of the scallops going into the pot, and he's got to get eaten eventually. Um, but it did, when it, the next opportunity I had to eat scallops or not eat scallops, it reminded me about scallops and how delicious they are. So I ate them. <laughs> they can't win. They can't win, man. No. Yeah. I also liked it in the story. They said that each little spot that they put in the pot is done by two rechargeable AA batteries. Yeah. I was thinking, get, get me a scallop fisherman. I'm, trying, I'm actually trying to zoom into the picture that they've got. Um, well, and video. it's definitely and it's definitely an off-brand uh, battery. That would be right up our street. I can't re- Is it Burstay? It's Duraday. Duraday. Is it Duraday? Oh, part, yeah, of Duracell, right. part of the Duracell. Part of the Duracell. Check if we've got Duraday. <laughs> check if we had Duraday we in, have, the, in the email box. If not, um, the fishermen who discovered that scallops love disco lights, uh, they're going to be going into the. Uh, Hall of Fame. Hello to you, Philip Harrington, Chris Maples, and Greg Howe. You've uh, all sent Duraday batteries in between now and when we started doing battery battery hunts. But I thought Duraday were part of the Duracell no, family. No way. You've got Dura in there. No, it's an absolute but rip. Would you not be suing them for that? No, Dura is just durable. You can't. You can't own. No, if you're, if you're a scallop, I mean. <laughs> The genocide of my people. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Bryce Stewart, a marine ecologist and fisheries biologist at the University of York, has studied scallops for more than 20 years. Caught off of the paper uh, about these disco light discoveries uh, alongside scientists at the University of uh, Exeter. He says, this is one of the most exciting things I've come across in my whole career. Yeah, I, li- I like... I've had, I'm on nodding terms with kind of modern academia. Mm. And you do meet really interesting people. Yeah. And I do like the fact that there's room in our society, in our culture, and in our country. The people who are really into scallops. Yeah, for someone who's spent his life, yeah. 20 years, that's a career by anyone's stretch, yep. just studying scallops. <laughs> well... Uh, do you do oysters? No. No. Do you do mussels? No, I don't. Scallops. Yeah. Um, most animals, including us, have lenses, but scallops don't. They have uh, mirrors at the back of their eyes, and they also have two retinas, one which senses darker things, one that senses lighter things. So they can possibly use that to sense mu- movement. Perhaps they prefer the illuminated areas because they provide safety from predators or because it's easier to find the plankton they eat. So they are being tricked at these pots, but it still looks like a lot of fun. I don't know how they're using their eyes because they're in a shell. I know. Well, well no, but they, to, to, the to, shell to, comes open. To propel themselves, they, they, they flap their shells, don't they? They all. Yeah. That's I, how I, they get in the pot. I didn't know that scouts were so. Um, fun loving. Complicated as an animal. Yeah, because they it look makes very me feel worse, simple. Like a little button and a little yellow thing in it. They're the best. They're, they're, pro- the, best, they're, pro- they're the best seafood. They, I reckon they might be up there. That's <laughs> the very best that, yeah, seafood. Maybe. If properly. Maybe. Do the, do the frozen ones still taste good? Uh, do the no? They're 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 not great to cook. They're not as good to cook. They they do you cook them from frozen. Yeah, cook them from frozen, and but it just it becomes quite chewy. Maybe I'll try them in the air fryer. Oh god, I want some scallops. Last time you put something in the air fryer, it was crab sticks, and that, you're supposed to eat them cold. <laughs> fucking maniac. it was all right. Anyway, let's have a quick break. When we come back, we'll do some bat- some battery brands proper. Okay, um, and maybe get to an email or two as well. But I, I, I mean, I. Be, be honest with you, I, I might not get to an email because I really want to talk about a, a woman who gave birth during a Metallica concert. So <laughs> listen out for that. Selling a little or a lot? 
Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. It's the Luca Pete Show. It's a Thursday. My name is Pete Donaldson. I'm, boined, I'm joined. I'm boined. I'm boined. boined. I'm boyed by Luke Moore. Um, we got some batteries for you. Those of you who have got in touch with your batteries, we'll get to them as soon as we can. Um, Andrew Leonard's been pulled out of the uh, of the uh, scallop pot at first. Hello to the Luke and the Pete. You surely must have had a set of uh, East Power Super Heavy Duty in a previous episode, but on the off chance you haven't, here they are. Kindest regards to the man who sent you the story of the luckiest man alive way back at the start of your show. Oh, Andrew Leonard. Andrew Leonard, you are surprisingly a new player. No oh. one has sent specifically East Power Super Heavy Duties in before, so congratulations to you. You are a new player. I think that might be a controversial one because some people might think, hang on a minute, I've sent some East Power in. <laughs> Those exact branded ones we have not had before. Yeah, okie dokie. All right, next one, James Jennings, Fox 40, Extra Heavy Duty. Fox 40? Fox 40. Was that not the uh, band or TV show that the woman out of um, Pulp Fiction was in? Um, uh, morning, guys. Uh, stumble across this whilst changing the battery on my electronic whistle I use at work. Uh, what? Uh, what? <laughs> what? What? Tell us more about that. I'm a steel erector. We use them to warn people when we are lifting overhead. Interesting. But it's Hopefully. electronic. It's not just a normal whistle. I know. I wouldn't have thought anything could be louder than a normal whistle. Like an electronic whistle. I've Don't never you... once heard a proper whistle and gone, oh, that could be louder. Electronic. Oh, hang on. Have you? Electronic. No, uh, no, not really. I think if you get, yeah, electronic whistle sound. What does that sound like? Oh, wow. It's, it's a guy unboxing an electronic whistle. He's just opening. It's got a lovely battery in the bottom. It, I'll tell you uh, what. has uh, three tones and uh, a very uh, powerful sound. <laughs> it's a very powerful sound. In the bottom of the pack is a new leader. Uh, uh, it's nine... a Fox 40 branded whistle. It can't count then. What? What do you mean? Is it, look, the actual whistle itself. Oh, it's Fox Forty. 40. And so look at the Fox battery. 40. Well, we can't have that then. That's a, that's the same brand as the. Well, I don't know. Is it? Have we had I this was, before? The, I was a cigarette paper away from announcing that a new player. Then. Oh my goodness! And uh, you can uh, use it in um, all the uh, temperatures. And <laughs> what is this guy doing? He loves his whistle. He loves his electric whistle. He's undoing the packet around the uh, the new leader battery. He's got a new leader in his. He's got a new leader in his, yeah. He's popping the uh, old 9 volt. Whoa, he just did a super zoom in. He didn't bother licking the battery to see if it was okay, though. Let's hear it. Let's hear it, come on. Why isn't it working? He should have put a new leader battery in that, for crying out loud. He's just zooming in, trying to make it work. Number one. Number one tone. 
I'll turn it down just in case. Just be uh, prepared and uh, don't wear any um, headphones because it's oh. really loud. Oh, good. It sounds like this on one. That's all right. It's like a beep. That's like a bit, yeah. Yeah. As I told you, it's really powerful. <laughs> a weird guy. So enjoyable, and, I that, never, and that's why I like YouTube. <laughs> I never knew electronic whistles existed. Yeah, I'm not impressed by that one. I yeah. think it's a perfectly normal whistle would work fine. Yeah, but unfortunately for you, James Jennings, you've sent in a Fox 40 battery, which does look good. It's got a little picture of a fox on it and everything. It's nice, nice, I like it. Yeah, but that's also the same brand as the product, so it's a it's not a proper battery. Yeah, so we can't accept it, even though we've not had it before. Well, look, and if you want to check out this man reviewing electronic whistles, um, he's M3. Roving Ian uh, on uh, on YouTube. He's done very well. Check to get him a out. Plug there. And he's and and guess what? The only other thing that he's reviewed, and he's reviewed so many of them, it's incredible. Um, he just basically reviews um, car lights. He installs new um, rings and on two hundreds into his car, uh, tries different brands out, and then drives down the road and films what he can see effectively. Yeah. Um, so he's doing a valuable. He's providing a valuable service as he as he rattles around. How many subscribers Euro- has he got? A European city, ten thousand. That's not bad. It's not bad. It's not bad. That's Good fucking stuff. annoying, actually. <laughs> it's got a lo- it's quite a lot of subscribers for that Sup- quality of it's surprisingly easy to uh, replace car headlights. I had no idea. My one of my lights went down. And I bought them off the internet and just went plugged them in. Done. They're just it's just like a light bulb, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, there you go. Have you I bored want, you that much? Did, Sorry. No, I want you to do the last battery. All right then, fine. Um... Sean from Whitley Bay, Active Energy Super Alkaline and Mustangs. That's what he's coming with. Hello, the looking Pete. Following my previous unsuccessful attempt to find that elusive new player, I managed to find the following. Uh, Active Energy Super Alkaline, found on my father-in-law's battery drawer. He's a proper dad. Hotel remote Mustangs. I sent these in when I found them, but I wasn't read out. There's a reason why. Because you've had Mustangs a million times, mate. Yeah, exactly. Sean. Sorry, Sean. The last hotel I went to, Hampton by Hilton York, had the cheek to have screwed the back of the remote in place so I couldn't check. I was livid, mainly at my, as myself, because despite being a father for over six years, I wasn't dad enough to have a small screwdriver with me on my weekend break to crack it open and check out their cells. Yeah. That's something in my life I need. I need a screwdriver in my, ba- in my, in my bag. I just need it. Yeah. I don't know why I haven't got one. Yeah. I need it. Um... If uh, it also, it uh, gives slight concerns to the character of the hotel guest that was sharing the place with, given that the hotel uh, deemed it necessary to protect their no doubt unique new player batteries. If neither of those cut the mustard, which I suspect might be the case, the quest will continue. Sean from Whitley Bay, any of those active energy super alkaline hotel remote uh, Mustangs? No. Uh, no? Sadly Neither. Not. So Sorry, Sean's, Sean's a regular emailer and a long term listener, and we thank him very much yeah. for it. But if you're going to send Mustangs in, yeah. it's going to be a no. And I'm sad to say you're the third person to send Active Energy Super Alkalines in, so it's not a new player there either. Oh, good Lord. Never mind. Um, well, if you'd like to get in touch with the show and if you'd like to uh, let us know about the batteries that you found in your home yeah. or work. Do you feel, I feel bad for the Fox 40. I feel bad for, um, yeah. for our friend but um, it, James. We wouldn't have known. If I hadn't have done a little bit of research, <laughs> I'm doing my research. You know, like those kind of like conspiracy theories. Yeah, I do my own Actually research. do your own research. Yeah. So That's Matt <laughs> He does. He says that a lot. What, um, oh, Pete, yeah, yeah, Pete yeah. what is... When, he, when James Jennings here, you know, father of the aforementioned Fox 40 yeah. batteries, yeah. so he's a steel erector. What, what does a steel erector mean? Oh, I don't know. Do you reckon it's like... Uh, it's when sca- they... I thought it was like a scaffolder, but it's not that, is it? It's got to be like uh, the people who put the, put the framework in before uh, all the cement gets piled into big buildings, maybe. Yeah. What do you reckon? Steel erector? It sounds like a tough job. When I walk past scaffolders, I think, fucking hell, that is a tough job. Yeah, iron worker, non-working. Yeah, they 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 just uh, assembly structural framework in accordance with engineered drawings. So I reckon James must be in good nick. 
I don't sure. think he. Well, not necessarily because he doesn't do it physically himself, does he? Well, I don't know. He's got a whistle. He's got a big whistle. He's got a big crane, presumably, and a big whistle. And he's. I, uh... I, saw, I saw a. Um, I saw a scaffolder the other week at the, the back of the scaffolding van, yeah. the flatbed truck thing. Yeah. He had about five of those pipes over his shoulder, Oof. right, uh, at one arm, and he was chatting to his mate, and he was swinging him around, and he was going to his mate, "Yeah, I've got a trapped nerve in my spine. I've got to go and have an operation next week." I was thinking, how many can you normally carry? Fucking hell. He looked like he was in no discomfort whatsoever. Wow. I wouldn't be out of bed if that were me. Incredible I'd need, I'd need one, I'd need me at the front, someone in the middle and someone at the end. Yeah. If we had to carry anything. You know, you know, there's um, that TikTok thing we were talking about the other day about um, travelling families challenging each other fight yeah. to fight. There's also a good trope on TikTok of people doing quite good feats of strength on the building site. Okay, right, so like, yeah. You know, it's like probably a bunch of lads who, who's the strongest kind of thing. Yeah. And I saw one where it was this guy, it was obviously a scaffolder, and he had about, it must have been about a 20-foot long pole yeah. with all those little attachments on the end that they used yeah. to tie the scaffold poles together. Yeah. About seven of them on the end. He had to lift the scaffolding pole right up and lift it down again. Right. And he did it, and it was fucking unbelievable. <laughs> it's so alien to me, that kind of stuff. So clever. Oh, dear. Anyway, if you're a scaffolder, get in touch with the most yeah. interesting and, and impressive feat of strength you've ever committed. <laughs> because my feats of strength are non-existent. Yeah. Um, should we have a quick email before we go? All right, then. There's an email here from our friend Blake. He says, hi, Luke and Pete. Story about the alligator being sold out of a car boot a number of weeks ago reminded me of another alligator-related tale. I send you this at the risk of being called Florida Man because it is the place of my origin. <laughs> but I can assure you that I have moved away from that strange place and I'm not looking back, except maybe for the beaches. But one evening after a late night working at a grocery store in my hometown, just after graduating high school, I was driving home during a storm. They're quite frequent during the summer here. And as I was about to turn into my driveway from the road, I noticed something peculiar in the glow of my headlights. Two light pink circles floating about a foot off the ground, around 10 to 20 metres in front of me. Now, I'd heard that an alligator's eye shine is pink in colour, um, but to see one this far, you know, from the numerous ponds and small lakes that dot the landscape of my hometown was a mm. bit unusual. The interesting part, though, is what happened next. After driving around the gator and parking close enough to the house for safety, we contacted the local authorities about what to do uh, with this dangerous animal on our property. They said they, would send, they said they would send someone out, and about 30 minutes later, two police officers showed up in a squad car and knocked on our front door. They then asked if we had a piece of PVC pipe and a rope to make a slip that could be used from a distance to keep its mouth closed. I mean, they should have that. <laughs> they should already have that. They should turn up with that. It, it shouldn't be our one. Bare minimum. We'll just check if they've got one of them in the house. Yeah. Um, after acquiring the random bits from our garage, one cop kept the gator's mouth shut while the other hopped on the back of it and folded his little legs behind his back and wrapped them up Aww, in duct tape. Duct adorable. Tape. Bless him. After essentially muzzling and handcuffing the gator, they put him in the back seat of the squad car, closed the doors, and drove off. They didn't even seem to bother, um, you know, kind of, um, you know, was it called tranquilizing him or anything before yeah. arresting him? To this, they've actually arrested him. Arrested an alligator. Uh, to this day, I'm not sure where exactly they took him, but I know there's a small state park in the area that is rumored that they released a the problem alligators. Uh, I don't know whether this is true, but having been to the park, there are abnormally high number of alligators. Um, as well as signs about how they may be aggressive to enter the area at your own risk. But for all I know, they could have taken him to the police station and locked him up in jail for the night before one of his friends came to post his bail. Thanks for keeping my workdays interesting, uh, Blake, who's not from Florida anymore. Um, I, I feel like they. I, I thought, first of all, there would be a dedicated section in the police in Florida or... Get a, a, get yeah, a patrol. Who'd have all the equipment. Yeah. Like like a dog catcher or something, yeah. Because they're everywhere. I mean, you yeah. you can't walk past a body of water in Florida anywhere without mm. going. There's a flock. There's going to be a fucking alligator. Really. 
and they've just they've um, taped him up and, and chucked him in the back of the car. <laughs> Mad. Absolutely. I, I hope it's got a record. Yeah. They'll be taking him down for processing. Little mugshot. Little, little mugshot. Yeah. How would you photograph an alligator? Would you have to be, you'd have to hold it like face on, wouldn't you? Yeah, you can't show it like his belly. That's rude. <laughs> rude, that. It's just showing his belly. But you can hold an alligator's mouth shut just with your fingers, right? Yeah. Because they haven't got any jaw strength in their opening. Mm. It's just the closing, yeah. right? So you think... They're notable, absolute wet blankets. <laughs> wet blankets. Rubbish animals. Saltwater crocodiles are the ones. Right. They're the nasty ones. They're the nasty ones. Oh, yeah, big time. Right, because they're just all salty. <laughs> Yeah, they want us to that's what the they're called. Band. That yeah, they're, just, they're just really That'll moody all the time. Yeah. All right. Then. Anyway, see you next time. Thank you very Ta-ta. much for getting in touch. So uh, hello at lukeandpeach.com for the emails at lukeandpeach for the social media. Uh, thank you to our friends Blake, James, and all the rest of you for sending uh, correspondence in. We love hearing from you, and we'll see you next time. Don't get monkey pox. Luke and Pete Show is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.